Welcome to the Lockdown U Podcast, a podcast for all football lovers. Here's your host, Mike Blackstone. What I'm most grateful for is my kids. I love y'all. You are truly amazing. The show is dedicated to you. Welcome to the Lockdown U Podcast. This is episode one. Today we'll be covering defensive backs for the 2022 NFL Draft. But before we get started, uh, I just want to take time to thank each and every one of you for your support um, and words of encouragement. Uh, let's keep this tribe growing. Um, you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcast at, Apple Podcasts, Google, um, Patreon. So um, with that being said, let's get into it. Um, I'm going to start with my top five corners for this year's draft. Um, so, of course, number one, uh, I don't know. I was kind of wrestling with it back and forth because of the injuries. We haven't seen the film, but, of course, it's Derek Stingley out of LSU. Um, I just think he has the traits to um, his game can ascend to, to a Pro Bowl level like early in his career if – the injuries don't catch up to him or the, the, the injury to the foot doesn't catch up to him or derail any kind of progress. Um, I think he's a plug-and-play guy day one um, off from both off-man and impress. Um, I think he, he can go in and play right away um, on most teams. Uh, second, of course, Sauce Gardner from Cincinnati. Um Talking about a guy who has 75% of his coverage snaps playing in press. So that kind of gives him the narrative that he's just a press guy. Um, I don't love him in man. He's a bit uh, tight hip. Um, long legged and tight hip. Uh, but they do play some match, uh, some match three. Um, couple of quarters here and there you see on film. Um, so he can play all, but he's not actually not really bad at it. But um, his staple uh, is is press from both uh, mirror mirror man match and press man. Um, he's just different. So he'll be number two. Um, the third corner that I have will be Trent McDuffie, who you know I think he's a lot better than what you know what what we're hearing about as far as um, playing in zones. Uh, they play a lot of zone. That's kind of become the DBU up there in the Pac-12, Pac uh, the Washington Huskies over the years. But Trent McDuffie makes a lot of plays in the run game. Um, it's been He's played two seasons without giving up a touchdown with 44 targets. Uh, so I think he'll be good in any kind of, you know, those Vic Fangio type of schemes, Gus Bradley, any of those schemes, even fire zones. Um He's, he'll be an excellent. He's an excellent pickup there. Um, I think he's, he should go early too, uh, in my opinion. The, the fourth corner on the list will be Andrew Booth, uh, played in that Brett Venable zone-based uh, style of split coverage scheme in Clemson. Um, I think he has the best ball skills out of the whole group. Um, he's just excellent, you know. Good zone eyes, uh, good spatial awareness in zones. Um, can become a better tackler, but I, I like Andrew Booth. Um, also coming off an injury as well, but I think he, he's going to catch on and have a really solid pro career as well. And my fifth corner, um, 
will be Kyra Elam from Florida, which I think, you know, he doesn't – excellent man cover guy in the SEC. Um, has the length, uh, the length that you desire out there, but I don't know. Um, it seems like his play speed doesn't match his time speed, meaning when he ran 4.39, which is pretty impressive at the combine, 4.39. And he's 6'2". Kind of gives me that Xavier Rhodes kind of comparison there. Um, but sometimes it doesn't always play up to that. Uh, his play speed doesn't match. But I think he'll be a really good pickup too. I like him going to Minnesota. Um, so now we'll go to our safeties in this class. Um, once again, it's conflicting. You know, I went back and forth. I had to watch a lot of film. Um Back and forth, back and forth. And uh, I, I'm going to go with Kyle Hamilton just because, I mean, it's just uh, the uncoachable traits that, that the kid has um, and that he displays on film is just out of this world. Um, so he's definitely a number one. Uh, second, I have Lewis Sign out of Georgia, which is that old school kind of thumper. Um, he'll come down and just, you know, he's running through tackles. He's not breaking down or – Coming to balance, he's running through the ball carrier. Um, he actually was pretty good on, on the hash as well. Pretty good ball skills. Um, and he also ran, he also ran 4-3. He ran 4-3 at safety. Um, I think he, he, he may have skill sets that he didn't get to display at Georgia. Um, he just wasn't asked to do that in that role. Um, so I like him there at number two. He's going to be a really good pickup, have a solid career. Number three for me is Jaquan Brisker from Penn State. Now, Jaquan Brisker is like a, pretty much a Swiss Army knife in that defense. Uh, he's coached by Terry Smith and Anthony Poindexter over there at Penn State, which is, you know, they, they, they've been putting them out lately. Um, he's another one in that long list of the group of DBs. Um, he's a former corner, so he has really good cover skills, can play top down, um, really good uh, edge defender, good blitz. I think it can match with crossers, either Y or tight ends. Um, I think he's going to have a really solid career um, just because of the position and scheme versatility that he brings to the table. Um, he'll have an excellent career. I, um, I really like Jaquan Brisker um, at number three. He's my number three safety. Um, number four is Dax Hill, which I think uh, Dax Hill is just a stud um, as far as the body type and uh, speed. He has long speed range. Um, I like him to be a, a dime, dime linebacker, a uh, big nickel in the league. Um, a lot of people think that he has the speed to play on the outside, to play corner. So that's just how good, you know, how far his his traits go. Um, he has pretty high-end traits. There's coverage ability, good low-wrap tackler, physical um, so Dax Hill, I, I like him playing inside. I think his career will be playing inside in a slot. Um, so he has a lot of versatility there. Um, not a whole lot of film at Michigan. Uh, this was this is by far his, his best season this year, um, and it was a good season. He tested well at the combine and you know checked all the boxes. So I think he'll be a good find for a team for a club um, as a nickel in the league. And the fifth best safety will be. Jalen Petrie out of Baylor. I mean, if it wasn't for the size disparity, he's a bit smaller, shorter arms uh, than desired for the position, but 
he's uh, by far the best box safety um, in the draft uh, right now. Just makes a ton of plays at Baylor. Um, that defense allows him just to go sideline to sideline. Um, draws the comparison to uh, Tyron Matthews um, as far as what what he brings to the table. Um, playing a multitude of roles uh, in safety, either on the hash, post safety. He has had about 30 snaps or so as a post safety, um, but he's, he does his he does his work in the in the box. Um, really solid player, um, high motor, um, very physical for his size. Um, I think he'll be a good pickup, but I think he'll go a little later, uh, maybe maybe second round, mid second round for him. But Jalen Petrie, uh, that's that's a name to look out for. Um, the kid's gonna have a good, solid career. Just an excellent football player, um, intelligent, good football intelligence. Um, loves the game, has good competitive toughness. I mean, he just checks. He checks all the boxes. I mean, playing in that Big Twelve, he just you know, the kid made a ton of plays. Um, so I like Jalen Petrie. Uh, maybe second round for him out of Baylor. So now we're going to take a break. I'm going to go into, um, I'm going to rank players based on the position, meaning um, what they're good at, zone, post safety. So I'm going to start with the best man in man corner in the draft, and this is uh, off man. And um, I'm going to give that, I'm going to give that to Derek Stingley. Um, just what we've seen yet. Now it has been years past, um, but we have seen the film. So it's not, it's not like we're thinking, um, what we think he can do as opposed to what we've seen. We've seen it. It's just been in the past. So, of course, we have to see how the medical thing checks out. But my gut feeling said, you know, to me, it tells me Derek Stingley is uh, the best off-man corner in the draft. Um, definitely best off-man corner route anticipation, um, plays through the hands, uh, squeezes at the top. Uh, he doesn't lose relationship with receivers, always in phase. Uh, takes a good 45 degree angles to the ball, so he just he checks the box for me as uh, for off man. Um, he's definitely definitely has that good feet, good foot quickness, uh, line of scrimmage skills, change of direction, agility and balance. So he has it all. Um, so I'm giving him the best off man um, in the draft, and of course the best press man is is, is Sauce Gardner. Of course, like I said, he can play different styles of mirror mirror match. Man coverage and press man. He's just excellent. I mean, a guy that played his whole career in a predominantly uh, single high safety scheme in Cincinnati, and um, and they have pretty good safeties. Uh, Brian Cook and they've they've had a long list of guys there that that are fantastic players in their own right. But Sauce Gardner has played his whole career playing in that scheme, press man coverage, single high scheme and hasn't given up a touchdown his whole career so I like of course I mean that's 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 a no-brainer um Sauce Gardner um definitely best press man corner uh in the draft so now we'll go to the post I'm gonna go with post safeties who's the best post safety in the middle of the field and um it's gonna be a bit of a surprise for some but I'm gonna go with JT Woods from Baylor so JT Woods from Baylor is, uh, to me, it's kind of like the Jesse Bates from years past from Wake Forest. Kind of gives me that comparison. A bit taller, 
uh, tested really well uh, at the combine. Um, a bit undersized, kind of on the lean uh, angular frame. Could use, uh, you know, he could be a bit more compact uh, in that department, but he's a takeaway machine. Um, partnered with uh, with Petrie there. Uh, they probably was the best safety tandem in college football, um, hands down. Um, so, yeah, this kid, uh, he's the best. He's the best post safety in the draft. Um, I mean, the kid almost jumped 40-inch vertical. Uh, had a, ran a 4.36 at the combine, so he's really explosive at 6'2 and 195 pounds, 32 and 3 eighths. That's his arm span. So um, uh, he checks the box for me. He's the best um, that I've seen on film. Just really comes off the hash and natural catcher of the football. Catches with his hands away from his body, can pluck the ball out of the sky. He baits quarterbacks. Uh, he's just he's going to be a good pickup. I'm not sure where he goes because you know. I'm just not sure where he's going to go. It's not a really deep class um, with safety, so he's just one to watch out for. Um, freakish athlete and, you know, takes the ball away. Excellent in that Baylor defense, just like Jalen Petrie. Playing in the box, he's playing in the post. Um, so they were, they were the best tandem in college football. So number two would also be, it would be Kyle Hamilton. I mean, Kyle Hamilton makes that play against Florida State coming off the hash and just shows that range and that freakish athletic ability just you know it's just rare to find um so Kyle Hamilton does it for me for number two as a number uh, number two post safety deep safety in the draft and number three it's going to be Kirby Joseph from Illinois he's played in that Lovey Smith scheme and uh you know sometimes he played some people feel he played a, a bit further back um so he really good couldn't tell you know, uh, could he play in other schemes? Can he play man? Just kind of delegated that one role there, but he excelled very well in that role. Um, created five interceptions in the in the Big Ten uh, this year. Um, kind of a, you know, this was his big his big year was here. Uh, one season that that he has a lot of film, so there's not a lot of tape to go by. But uh, he'll be a surprise somewhere, maybe in the third, fourth round, maybe, along with Nick Cross. Nick Cross, another guy that's you know. He can play multiple positions. Um, another freakish athlete. I mean, long arms, wingspan, uh, runs 4'3". He's almost 220 pounds. So um, I'm not sure how the NFL feels about him. But um, with those kind of traits, uh, he's definitely a guy that, you know, that can develop into a, a starter pretty early in his career, I would say. So now we'll go to a box safety, which, of course, you know, pretty much Jalen Petrie's number one for me. Best line of scrimmage skills. Uh, um, disruptive off the edge. Um, does play top down. Can play some uh, man over number two. Um, makes a ton of plays. Um, he hustles. Flies through traffic. Um, good short tackler. Um, so he checks the box for me. He's the number one box safety. Um, a bit undersized, of course, but um, he checks the box for me. It's a, it's a box safety. Uh, number two would be Brisker. I mean, Brisker's just asked to do so many different things, and he excels at whatever his task is. He gets the job done. Really good hands, good good play speed. Um, so he, he's going to have he's going to have a really good career. And Dax Hill will be the other box safety, even though Dax is more of a we call him a big nickel, a wheel and a corner put together kind of. 
he pretty much played that kind of role in Michigan, in Michigan's defense. Um, so Dax Hill is definitely his number three for me uh, in that department, and just because the other guys bring the more physical element to the game. They're a little more short tacklers. They, they can get off blocks. They have the play strength to defeat stock blocks. You know, they can withstand, you know, some of those guards. They know how to, you know, just a little more savvy in the run game. It's the only difference. Um, you know, I think he has the, he's the better athlete out of, the, out of those three, out of Petrie and Brisker. Uh, so next we'll go to the best zone corners in the draft. And um, that's going to go to Trent McDuffie from Washington. Um, like I said, 44 targets in the last two years and zero touchdowns. Um, some people may feel he's a bit turnover adverse without recording the interceptions this year, but he's really solid in coverage, uh, very smart, um, contested catch. You know, um, he could tear the hands away at the catch point, the highest catch point. Um, it's always in phase. Um, it's better when facing the quarterback. So once again, has very excellent uh, zone uh, spatial awareness. Um, and he's, he, should, he should go pretty early in the first round, earlier than, than – some people may have on their board. Uh, he's going to be a real good catch, um, and I think he's going he's to have a pretty solid career. So the best zone corner in this year's draft is Trent McDuffie, and second will be Andrew Booth, once again playing Coach Venable's defense in Clemson. Uh, he was he was very solid. Number three would be Damari Mathis, uh, who just tested out of this world at the combine, plays in Pat Narduzzi's um, press quarters and quarters coverage-based uh, game. Um, and he's, he'll be excellent. Those pit guys are always, they can get drafted. Uh, they can be a UDFA guy or fifth or sixth round, and they go into the league and they play. They're always battle-tested and they're ready to play. Sometimes undersized, but they're ready to play. So uh, this kid has exceptional uh, traits, explosive, uh, tested out of this world, um, very productive tape. Um, he had some injuries in the past, but I think he'll be a good catch somewhere in the, in the fourth early fourth round pick maybe end of the third uh and then and the fourth best zone corner would be kyler gordon um like kyler gordon also teamed up with mcduffie so they may have been the best the two best zone corners in college football uh playing in washington with the washington huskies um he's a thumper sets the edge uh, really good ball skills um good size good arm length speed um Flies around, makes a lot of plays. Um, very good zone eyes. Uh, he's good at taking away throws, uh, closing down on lanes, attaching to the hip. So uh, Kyler Gordon will be another one. He used to be another one that may, that may go in the second round. He may just go in the second round. Depends on, you know, depends on a lot. But he, to me, he's warranted of, like, of a second round grade. Excellent player. Definitely like a top 50 player. Uh, overall, in my opinion, just a solid football player with a really good football intelligence. Um, so I like Kyler Gordon as the fourth guy um, as the best zone corner. So now we're going to get to, I have a list of HBCU. So this year, is, um, the NFL did a really good job. I just want to touch on that with the HBCU uh, classic in New Orleans. And also the combine as well. So we had a guy, Will Adams, out of Virginia State, where Will Adams ran four five seven. He ran a four five seven and jumped a forty five inch vertical there. Really improved his stock coming out of Virginia State. So he was already on people's radar, but 
that kind of performance just because there was a, an, an avenue, it was a platform to perform. He's one of those solid cases as to where if you're given the chance that, you know, there are ball players on that level, great, great players at that level, players that can contribute to a club, they can play on teams early um, if given a shot. There's talent there. There's great coaching on that level, great development of men and character on that level in the HBCU. So um, they, the NFL got that right for sure. Um, I hope that it has some staying power and that they, they can sustain having this all-star game and maybe add on to it. But it was a really great experience and another platform for guys to be seen and to be evaluated. So I think that was an excellent idea. And uh, Will Adams actually got the performer of the day at that uh, HBCU Combine uh, with that performance. So it's just a testament. If, the, if, if guys are given a shot, they can perform. So, this, I mean, just kudos to the NFL for that. And um, just hopefully that, it, like I said, I hope that it has some staying power and some longevity there because it's definitely beneficial um, and it helps a lot of guys get seen. There's a lot of guys that slip through the crack every year. Every year guys slip through the crack. And that platform there is huge to expand, uh, you know, players' career. So they got that right. Uh, Will Adams will be uh, number five for me on my list for HBCU DBs. So he's pretty good, pretty solid guy. He put up crazy amount of numbers on the bench, jumped almost 44, 45 inch vert, 4, 5, 7, 40. So uh, with those kind of numbers, uh, that's warranted of a shot, uh, most likely. Um, he should he should get a shot somewhere, and he, and he earned it. So um, he's number five for me. Um, Number four will be uh, Tevin Singleton from Bowie State. Um, interesting corner, played his whole career at Bowie State. Um, just really twitchy kid, um, competitive, uh, really good ball skills. Uh, you can leave him on the island. He's, you know, he was, he can just take out. He can take out the team's number one. Um, actually, that Bowie State team is maybe the the best um, this year's team is probably the best secondary that I've seen on that level, on the Division II level, um, probably ever, that, that I've ever evaluated. Um, just loaded um, some multitude of uh, positions that each guy can play, a lot of position versatility, um, just just great ball players back there across the board, uh, safeties, corners, um, a lot of interchangeable roles that produce that are A quality um, and interchangeable. So um, they did a really great job. They had a historical run there at Bowie State this year too uh, and you know he he's a guy that, that may be warranted of a UDFA uh grade um but the kid really can cover showed up played some of his best ball in the postseason um so I think he's warrant he, he may get a shot um he makes my list uh, just looking at the film like he just you know really twitchy fluid uh good hips good ankle flexion just very athletic very athletic um so I think I think he's warranted of a shot. Um, he should be able to get a shot. That's uh, Tevin Singleton out of Bowie. Um, and then we have Miles Wolfhook, actually a teammate, actually. A teammate. Um, played his first few years at University of North Carolina. Had some really good games. Um, had a two-interception game back in 2019 against uh, University of South Carolina. One of those actually won the game. Uh, he 
They were they were in the bracket. They were bracketing. He was bracketing weak side number one, and he lags off of that bracket and steps into the crosser from the seam from number. They was in a four by one formation, uh, and he just lags. That was an excellent play. Catches the ball all hands and uh, you know. And this ideally he he sealed the game. Um, so he had two interceptions that game. Um, another solid game against Miami that year um, against Braxton Berrios, who's which is you know. One of the best slot receivers in the league, or emerging slot receivers in the league. So, the kid played a ton of football. Um, played in Bateman's quarter base defense there. Um, started off at corner, played some slot, made his you know, carved out his niche in the slot there. Um, came to Bowie State and was using a, like a multitude of roles there at Bowie State. Um, actually led the team in tackles. It was second on the team in tackles at Bowie State. Just a thumper, just coming downhill. Uh, he just comes downhill on ball carriers, receivers. Um, really good angles to the ball. Um, I like he's he's going to be if he catches on and gets a chance to get into camp and display uh, what he has. Um, the kid, he's going to stick. He's going to stick somewhere. Very good football player um, from the cerebral standpoint. Very intelligent. Um, just has this infectious kind of personality amongst his teammates. A true leader. Um, and understands the game, makes a lot of plays, makes a lot of plays both in the post. You can swing him down in the alley. I've seen him line up in, in the A-gap sometimes. He's just versatile and uh, a very solid football player. So that's Miles Wolfolk from Bowie State. Um, so number three, we have, uh, we're going to have Kobe Durant. Kobe Durant's an undersized guy out of South Carolina State, uh, made a ton of plays on the ball, um, Twitchy uh, ended up running a 4-3-8, really helped his calls at the combine. Once again, another guy, you know, they got an opportunity and they maximized that opportunity. They made the best out of the opportunity. So you're going to hear that from me. That's going to be repetitive. If there's a given opportunity, it could, it could be hit or miss. But this is one of those this is one of those times where it, it shouldn't seem as if it's a rare exception where guys get a chance and oh they may do good it may not we're seeing more and more when they get the opportunity these guys are proving that they belong it's not just the level they play on and it, and it also shows up on tape this guy plays faster than his opponents on tape he's just playing at another speed um, little underside like I said five nine I may see him him playing inside playing some slot in the league. Um, but definitely uh, excellent ball skills, um, good eyes, good feet, um, very explosive. I mean, for at 5'9", we've seen him take it off some guys' heads, make some interceptions above the head and shoulder area. So very explosive, um, feisty, real good competitor, uh, shows toughness, good play speed and strength as well for undersized corner. Um, so the Kobe Durant, he should he – should, Maybe get his name called maybe in the seventh round or so, maybe. Um, at number three, or number two is going to be Joshua Williams out of Fayetteville State. Um, 6'3", you know, sub, sub four fives. Um, excellent, pretty good uh, line, of, line of scrimmage skills. Um, good hand-eye coordination, uh, always in phase. Um, plays the ball well. Um, like to see him take some more chances um watch film there were a couple opportunities where um there were plays for him to make that he didn't make he went for the pbu instead of the interception but those are things that we can 
clean up on the next level. But uh, Joshua Williams definitely is definitely a guy. Um, he used to get a shot run. He ran well and uh, competed. Uh, one of the only HBCU players um, from that division and from that conference that was uh, invited to the Senior Bowl, and he, you know, he fared pretty well against that competition. Um, other guys that that will be, uh, you know, his counterparts as far as NFL comparison, he did a pretty good job that week uh, in Mobile. And number one for me is going to be uh, Marquise Bell from Florida State. He was a four-star guy, uh, athlete, committed to Maryland, and uh, ended up transferring out, um, went to Coffeyville to a JUCO, and found his way to Florida A&M to FAMU. Uh, put up some outstanding tapes last year, led the league. MEAC and interceptions were tied for with five. Um, just a thumper, 6'2", uh, uh, physical player, um, run through your face mask. He's good in run fits, um, sets the edge, good low rap tackler that'll strike on impact. Um, so his, he's going to be the number one for me. Um, he's the number one prospect um, as far as my HBCU guys. Um, so that's it. That's what I got for you today. This is episode one. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Like I said, you can get the podcast. You can get Locked Down You podcast on your Apple podcast, Patreon, or wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much, and I appreciate you guys. See you on the next episode.